What Shaken with Shaner presents Psycho Bob, Psycho Bob, Psycho Bob. Psycho Bob says, Meow. Welcome to another installment of Psycho Bob Says, brought to you by What's Shaken with Shaner. Psycho Bob the Cat is the co-host, producer, and engineer of What's Shaken with Shaner, and he usually has a lot to say. Oh, hell yeah, he does. To satisfy his nonstop bullshit, we are releasing 10-minute episodes in between our larger ones that are based on topics picked and written by Psycho Bob himself. To find all of the episodes of What's Shaken with Shaner and Psycho Bob Says, head over to our website, shakenshaner.com. That's right, shakenshaner.com. There's no G in Shaken. There you can discover our entire list of episodes, which Bob says are catastic. Hey, Bob, I got to share this with everyone because recently you and I were on a walk in our neighborhood and we met one of our neighbors who has several cats. She introduced the cats to you and I. Their names were Astrophy, Eppler, and Alog. I said, where on earth did you get such weird names for your cats? And she said, oh, 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 you misunderstand. Those are their last names. I'm like, their last names? And she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their first names are Cat. That's right. Let it sink in. There you go. You got it now. <laughs> oh, this is bad. Today, Psycho Bob says, what did early civilizations believe were the northern lights or aurora borealis? In the past few months, the aurora borealis have been visible by so many people other than just those in the extreme north. A member of the nerd herd, a good friend, Scott from South Dakota, recently him and I were discussing this phenomenon, and he brought up what did ancient civilizations think the northern lights meant or what caused them? Well, that got me thinking, that got me researching, and so here we are. Let's dive into what ancient civilizations thought about the northern lights, and yes, we will start with the Norse beliefs. The Valkyries, female warriors on horseback who wore armor and carried spears and shields, were tasked with leading Odin's chosen warriors to Valhalla. Many of the Vikings believed the northern lights illuminating the sky were actually the reflections of the Valkyries' armor as they led the hero warriors of Odin. Other Nordic legends claim the aurora was the breath of brave soldiers who died in combat. In other stories, the aurora was believed to be the Bifrost Bridge, a glowing, pulsing bridge which led fallen warriors to their final resting place in Valhalla. Or if you watch any of the recent Marvel movies that had Thor, you know what the Bifrost was. It was the connection between the Nine Realms. For the indigenous Finno-Ugric people of northern Scandinavia, the appearance of the northern lights was a bad omen. Thought to be the souls of the dead, 
they believed you shouldn't talk about the Northern Lights. It was also dangerous to tease the lights by waving, whistling, or singing under them, as this would alert the Northern Lights to your presence. The belief was that if you caught their attention, the Northern Lights could reach down and carry you up into the sky or even slice off your head, man. In Finland, the Northern Lights are known as Revontulit, which can be literally translated as Firefox. The name comes from the beautiful myth that Arctic foxes were responsible for creating the Aurora Borealis. They would run through the sky so fast that when their large furry tails brushed against the mountains, they created sparks that lit up the sky. In Icelandic folklore, the northern lights were thought to help ease the pain of childbirth, but pregnant women were not to look directly at them or their child would be born cross-eyed. Yeah, that's right, they'd be born cross-eyed. No offense, Dad, and hey, don't take this the wrong way, but I'm kind of thinking Grandma was looking into the northern lights. You know what I mean? <laughs> Many North American nations evolved their own myths surrounding the Northern Lights. Here are just a few of the many and varied beliefs held by our ancestors in North America. The Cree Indians held that the Aurora was part of life's circle and were the spirits of the dead who remained in the sky but apart from their loved ones. They believe that the lights were the spirits of these departed friends and relatives trying to communicate with those they had left behind here on Earth. The Algonquin's take on the aurora was that it was created by light from a fire built by Nana Bozo, their creator. They understood the fire to be his way of telling his people that he remembered them and was constantly watching over them. In Washington State, the particularly imaginative Maka Indians thought the lights were fires in the north created by a tribe of dwarves who used it to boil whale blubber. Fire and cookery were also at the forefront of the Mandan people's thinking in North Dakota. Their explanation was that the lights were again fires over which great warriors boiled their enemies in huge cooking pots. Even further north, Many Inuit tribes considered the aurora to be the spirits of dead humans playing a ball game using a walrus skull as the ball. The good people of remote Nunavik Island told the same story, but the other way around, so for them, the northern lights were walrus spirits playing ball with the skull of some unfortunate human. When the northern lights appear further south in Europe, the lights often take on a deep reddish hue. This would explain why in continental Europe, many considered the dancing crimson streaks of the northern lights or the aurora to be an evil omen, a portent of war, or even other severe dangers. For instance, in the late 18th century, the onset of the French Revolution threw the country into turmoil. In the weeks before the monarchy was overthrown, a bright red aurora was seen in the skies over England and Scotland, and locals reported hearing huge armies battling in the skies. 
the frightened onlookers believed it foretold of impending war and death. Although the Scots gave the Northern Lights the cheery nickname of Merry Dancers, the dancers depicted fallen angels or sky warriors engaged in an epic battle. In the Hebrides, bloodstones are a common sight and these beautiful green heliotropes are speckled with red. The Scots believe these red specks were drops of blood that fell from the sky onto the stones as the merry dancers engaged in battle. Northern Lights in China are also rare and would have been caused by a significant solar event so unsurprisingly the Chinese were in awe of the lights that sporadically illuminated their night sky in ancient times. It is said that many of the early Chinese legends associated with dragons were a result of the northern lights. Their belief is that the lights were viewed as a celestial battle between good and evil dragons who breathed fire across the sky. In Japanese culture, the belief is that a child conceived underneath the northern lights will be blessed with good looks, intellect, and good fortune. That sounds like something a dude would make up, right guys? Uh, oh, uh, hey baby, if we get busy underneath the northern lights, you're going to have a smart baby. <laughs> yeah, it just, that sounds made up. Psycho Bob and I thank you for checking out this installment of Psycho Bob Says, What Did Early Civilizations Believe Were the Northern Lights? So, Nerd Herd, of these tales we just went through, which one did you enjoy the most? I think my favorites are the Norse belief that the Northern Lights were glare off the armor of the Valkyries and the Chinese belief that it was dragons, good and evil, warring in the skies with fire. Hey, Scott from South Dakota, Sego Bob thanks you for the idea of this episode. He said it's been perfect and he is not kidding. Once again, our website is shakenchainer.com with no G in shaken. Give us your feedback on this episode by sending us an email to shaner at shakenchainer.com. No G in shaken. Until the next time, Psycho Bob says, press pause and live in the here and meow. And I, Shake and Shaner, say, thanks again for joining us. And keep your ears open for the next episode of What's Shaking with Shaner when we again journey into the passion and the madness of the geek, the nerd, and often the absurd. Thanks, everyone.